the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 our segment is Politics This Week. It's John DePietro with me, is the managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I am uh, anxious to hear with, uh, obviously, there's going to be a, a protest against Governor Mundo. These uh, mostly, they say parents, but I see it's mostly teachers, seem to be a lot of union teachers as this battle is erupting over in school, in person learning. So the governor, just to reset, the governor initially had said that it was going to be the final day of August. She gave them two weeks. Nope, they need more time to get ready. Uh, that's not what I see. I see more time to get organized to try to prevent anything of returning back to school. But uh, how do you see right now this? I think it's a battle to try to get the teachers or some of the districts to agree to uh, go back for in-person learning. Oh, it is a battle, and it really does highlight the highlight the problems, sort of systematic problems we have with public education. I mean, but as a parent, the killer right now is this uncertainty, this idea that we're coming up to the end of August. We maybe there'll be two more weeks, maybe there won't. Maybe there'll be in-person learning, maybe not. Maybe a hybrid. This kind of this kind of uncertainty, this late in the game, where decisions are still being made. Uh, that that really harms people, not only as a matter of their ability to plan uh, and figure out what they're going to do to keep their lives orderly and going and be able to go to work, be able to get the kids doing something productive, buy whatever materials they might need that they can't plan. But it also creates in our entire society this this sort of sense of insecurity that things are not going well because it's things are being being decided right now. I mean, the governor has said she's got $50 million from the federal government that she's going to distribute uh, for ventilation and that kind of thing. 
where has this money been? I mean, at this point in August, we ought to be saying the schools gave us their plans. These are the resources they need. It's being implemented. And then you say, well, some schools don't have their ventilation systems complete, so they need another week. And that makes sense to people. They can deal with that. But right now it does, as you indicated, it all feels like a big political battle. Um, the survey of the people protesting tomorrow, if you go through it, it looks like a clear majority of the people who signed it are quote anonymous. So we don't, we don't know who they are, uh, but yeah, it does seem like, seem like union members trying to, trying to keep their job situation uh, something that it shouldn't be, which is in-person learning with children, dealing with all the challenges and anxiety that that entails. I, I think you're right. I agree. And, and not only that, Justin, this to them, the unions, they just view this as a, as a, uh, a new negotiation. It's almost like, well, if, if you want us to teach, we'll, we'll do that distance learning. But if you want us back in the classroom, that's a separate. It's almost like you just ordered something off the menu. I also thought it was interesting. Channel 12 had a poll out late last week. And again, you, you were off. I hope you enjoyed some time off. Uh, but it, it showed that it was pretty tight of I think it was about like 54 to 46 for some parents uncomfortable with in-person learning. Other parents, 46 percent felt fine about it. See, to me, they view it as, in my opinion, um, the two weeks that they are asking for. And the governor did grant them, by the way. It's not that they need two weeks to get the classroom ready. They want two more weeks to try to make that 54 percent closer to 70 percent. That's what the effort is. I don't see any effort going into, okay, we need two more weeks to get, you know, make things uh, safe or whatever or comfortable. It's all now just about trying to move public opinion against in-person learning. I, I think that's right. The, and it, it, again, goes back to the, the corrupting role of, of labor unions in education. Uh, it's become about moving public opinion. It makes yeah. everything political. The question is, the question is not, one, is this safe? And two, do children need this experience of going to school and learning from a teacher in a classroom and balancing those two things in a rational way? Instead, it's, it's about fostering this, fomenting this, uh, this insecurity and, and fear among people to try to get the public to be panicked in a way that suits the, the labor union. And that's, that's where we are. Uh, and it's, it's really once upon a time i would have hoped that people were seeing through it but everybody's and and they would learn the lesson but every, everybody's it seems like the panic is working and in, in this regard you, you can't really the, the governor's not blame this for sure i mean with her summer long complaints about barbecues and now you know you're going to kill elderly people who go to visit their children's birthdays that kind of thing uh that has certainly not helped and it, then you put it all in the context of the national election and it we're really Education is not is not being directed the way it ought to be, and by the for the reasons it ought to be. They ought to have, as I said, they ought to have had a a plan early in the summer, implemented over the summer, uh, with with a lot of uh, you know running room to get things in place. And frankly, I, I think we're seeing this nationally, where people are uh, at least somewhat anecdotally, private schools are all full. There, people are looking for ways into private schools. I know in Massachusetts, there's a there's an online learning, and I think in Providence as well, a school that's dedicated to online learning. They have hundreds or even maybe thousands of people applying who, 
who want to get into that particular school uh, and people talking about having neighborhood pods of home homeschooling. I think a lot of people are looking at this and saying, well, look, private schools took the summer. They're prepared. It's really a matter of putting the final pieces in place. And if they need another week for that, they get it uh, versus the public schools where it's all just up in the air and 100 percent political. You know, that's an excellent point, folks. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, uh, I, I also saw just two things. Number one, the Boston Teachers Union, some of them, they're even objecting about that if it is distant learning and they still don't want to go to the classroom to have to, to do it. Uh, I asked that question of the education commissioner and the governor, and they seemed a little thrown by it, saying, oh, no, we, we have it in the plan. They have to go into the classroom. But again, I'll just say next door in Massachusetts, they're they're saying, oh, oh no, no, the teachers perfectly can do it from home, from home. A lot of them saying, well, the, the building's old anyway. I don't want to go in there. But I also noticed last week the new superintendent in Providence, Harrison Peters, I believe is his name. He was saying he's going to be looking for some extra effort from the teachers. And of course, the first thing the media does is they go to the Providence head of the teacher union, Mary Beth Calabro. And she says, oh, no, we, we didn't agree to sign off on anything like that. Teachers do plenty. Teachers aren't doing anything above and beyond. You know, again, Justin, I hope this comes to a head in a sense. And the public needs to see who's really running the school. You have a brand new superintendent, education commissioner, handpicked, trying to get this thing turned around. And look at this. The simplest thing they try to introduce, the first thing they get is pushback from the union. Yeah, I think the the Massachusetts case really should it's pretty stark and it really should be a, a kind of a, a wake up call for people. I mean, imagine you, your job, wherever you work, they say, you know what, we're going to we're in a strange time and we've, we've got all our experts together and we think it's most important for everybody to to come in and do sort of the, the distance thing from the office. We're going to try that. We're going to see how it works with, you know, maybe the kids do better because they feel they have the classroom setting. Maybe the teachers have all the resources right there when they're in the classroom or whatever the reason might be, just presenting an air of professionalism for the benefit of the students. The idea that that becomes a giant political football to be played out in the news media with the labor unions turning it from a, a business decision into a you quote paternalistic uh, attack on, on teachers insulting their ability to work from home. Uh, that really, I, I have to think most people, if they, if they pay attention and, and look at that and try to apply it to their own lives, would see how, how crazy that is. Your, your workplace has made a decision. This is what we're going to do. It's like a, a major corporation says, we're going to wear blue shirts now because that's our color. You know, you don't say, I don't like blue. I'm just fine working in pink. I, it would blow people's minds in a private sector, but that's, that's what we end up getting with education. And I think it, it speaks to why we're in, and even before COVID, why our education system is in the condition it's in. I think you're right. And also, you know, just on Providence for a moment, again, we, we're still, nothing has been changed or implemented since that scathing John Hopkins report. I think we, all of last year was lost. That came out actually in May of 19. Here we are, you know, it's August of 2020, more than a year later. And, and the thing is, in the real world, you're talking about, you know, basically, according to the John Hopkins report, which was best illustrated in the Wall Street Journal, the Providence schools are, are a last place team. So it reaches a point of stop 
you know, like the union, Calabro, stop trying to advocate that teachers do a great job. You, you don't do a great job. You're in last place, one of the worst districts in the country. Uh, and we don't have to go through all the numbers. 95% of eighth graders in operation of math lose the talking point that you're doing a great, you're not doing a great job. Everything should be on the table. Anything they put in that could actually improve the situation, you should be open to. But I think that's another example where that is going to be a fight. Folks, a lot more ahead uh, right here. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz on the John DeVitro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. We're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Uh, it's our segment is politics this week. So, Justin, last week, Democrat convention uh, going around doing the state roll call, and they get to um, Rhode Island, and there you have the chairman Joe McNamara in a very much talked about video shot down of all places Oakland Beach, 
And uh, and he uses the 30 seconds to actually make a pitch to try to sell calamari. Uh, some people thought it was funny. Some people thought it was brilliant. They, people were laughing. Other people said they were laughing at us. The governor's former uh, uh, communications person didn't find it funny at all. Where does Justin Katz come out on the whole calamari comeback? <laughs> well, I, I have to admit, I, I just don't know what to, to think anymore. I mean, Rhode Islanders, <laughs> Rhode Islanders seem to like this kind of thing. And it certainly caught on with the, the national news media uh, and uh, the late night talk show hosts. Uh, a little bit of, of levity in a time like this is, is fine. Uh, but on another level, you have to feel like it, it should be offensive. I mean, the General Assembly, which this guy's a major player in, has been MIA for six months, letting yep. the governor run around, not doing anything productive, still collecting their legislative paychecks, as far as I know. Uh, and that somebody from that group uh, makes this seem like just a distraction. Uh, here, here's some calamari, everybody. Don't look at what's actually going on in our state. And that's, so, I mean, anybody else, I think, doing that it would have been great it would have been great television uh you know if it were just if the head of the local democrats in rhode island were not a legislator just you know a volunteer i think it would have been a much much better thing uh but and, and then you you add in the fact that joe mcnamara represents part of warwick where we were just talking about education where the the governor has said the school department didn't even try to come up with a plan to put kids back in school and it just they're just going straight to distance learning so in that setting, with our economy in the slums, the General Assembly, MIA, education, a major challenge, including in this representative's district. And here he is hawking calamari uh, with a, a somewhat bizarre setup. I mean, multiple people came to the same impression. It looked with the guy with the mask on all in black. It looked almost like one of those, you know, ISIS execution videos in the <laughs> desert. And yeah. so, I mean, it, it was great television, but I it ought to offend us that our, our legislators are thinking about how I can, how can I make this a moment of levity when they're falling down on the job? I agree. Now that was, I mean, of all places, Oakland beach, but that's his district. It also shows, you know, they left it up to him. He is the chairman. Um, they also allowed, so that's Iggy's. That's a free national commercial for Iggy's who then flipped around and they already had merchandise that they're hawking, ready to go. The calamari comeback, come to Iggy's for the calamari. Um, it, it, it was reminiscent. Sometimes you see it's like a quick television, 10 second ad that somebody just shoots really quickly of, you know, we're having a tent sale and, uh, you know, Harry's Jeeps, everything must go. Come on down like that. I mean, it was, it was of all the things you could highlight and you're right. I mean, Warwick, which is just so ridiculous the way that uh, the teachers, as Governor Mundo said, threw in the towel. They're not even trying distance learning. There's no Newport. There's no Providence. Instead, it's Joe McNamara hawking a plate of calamari um, right there in, in, in Oakland Beach. Now, one thing, though, Justin, I, I do I think people do have to remember. I know some uh, it was Mike Rea who worked for Governor Mundo saying people are laughing at us not with us. And he should have been reinforcing the ticket. Listen, you're still talking about conventions where if this were the normal convention, you have the people with the silly hats and they're, you know, which clanging bells and waving signs on the convention floor. If anything, I think he stayed true to form with how sometimes we see the people at the conventions with the sunglasses and the hats and they're all, you know, everything, all the parties every night that that goes around. 
Now, staying with the theme of the um, convention, I thought it was interesting. So I listen, this is what we do. This is what I do for a living. So I didn't like it. But each night I watched from nine to 11. And the first night this guy popped up and it said, Michael from Rhode Island, long standing Republican. But this time around, oh, I, I'm going with Biden. Well, I've been around long enough and know enough people that I, my first thought was I don't recognize this person. I pretty much know all the longstanding, uh, high-standing or you know high-profile Republicans. I, I've never seen him before. I put out an EPB on Monday night. Who is this guy? I then quickly found out who he was, held on to the info, and then suddenly there he was Tuesday night. And then Thursday night, again, so they used him each night. He got a lot of time on Thursday night. And, and one thing that I want to point out before we get your take on it is what I was trying to illustrate um, was Michael from Rhode Island. Well, I was trying to say, how do we know that's not an actor? Uh, next, it could be Jim from Texas. And I'm a, well, like, what is this that we're not using full names and Michael from Rhode Island? He could have been an actor. They all could have been actors. So that's one of the, the problems where you go into a talk show mode of just like first name of who this person is. But um, you know, we were watching on Twitter where suddenly on Thursday night, the, that became a national story as I'm glad that I unearthed that the guy is a registered Democrat in four of the last five primaries. He's voted Democrat. Michael from Rhode Island is a, a Democrat from Rhode Island. Yeah, it was, it was fun on the Twitter feed to be watching uh, all, almost all at once. All the local journalists were saying, Anybody know who this is? If you're this person, contact me. And also on my feed right next to it is you saying, oh, here's Michael. I've been talking about him for three days. And yes. I mean, just, it, I, you know, I, I, it's hard not to think that there's a blacklist uh, among the, the local news media. And it, that showed to me one of the problems. I mean, they would yes. have known who he was the day before if, if they were actually paying attention to people who collect and make news in the state. Um, but, but that aside, um, it, you hear from people locally, uh, Republicans in Foster, where he lives, I believe, um, who know him, and he doesn't sound overtly political. So I'll believe that he, he was, you know, his wife. He says his wife wanted to do this video thing. They did it, and he happened to get put on air, and it caught fire. I, I'll believe that series of events. But I think what what's interesting here is how much you helped to disrupt the narrative, which which was like you say. I mean, it's it was like a talk, a radio talk show where oh here's. Joe from Situate, and you hear the voice. You say, "No, that's Bob from East Providence. I know him." Right. Uh, but the but it, it was kind of like that. And then they were a longtime Republican, you know, playing it up as if he's he's Joe Trillo or something. It was a, the Trump chairman in, in the last election. Um, and now the, you take that to the local news media, who because you framed the story as this guy's a a registered Democrat, they. They had to change. It would have been the same thing. You know, you, you know, it would have been WPRI, Channel WJR, the Province Journal, all saying, oh, yes, he's dissatisfied Republican from Rhode Island and he's going for Trump. But that narrative changed. And it, it shows, I think, how the how how this political game is is played. I mean, you put out a little contest, send us your 30 second clip of why you don't like Trump and then it gets, suddenly gets played. And next thing you know, you're a, a you're getting your 15 minutes of fame and everybody's creating the, the political narrative around you. And it's all just so phony. So it, it might as well have been some some actor from another state uh, because it just gets twisted and played up to, to give an impression that's really not true. Something else that the local media did not frame in their story and coverage of it is the way that I saw it because I watched it live, which was 
it was thrown in on the night that go- former Governor John Kasich was speaking. Hey, you know, I'm a lifelong Republican and I'm not voting for Trump. And then they had another, you know, former Republican office holder. Then they go down to, hey, I'm just the regular Joe. I'm Michael from Rhode Island, longtime Republican. That's what they also didn't highlight enough. I know that I think it was Channel 12 or the journal talked to him and he said, well, you got to get to know me to know my beliefs. Excuse me. No, we don't have to get to know you. You're a registered Democrat. In the last five primaries, four out of five, you voted Democrat and you are slid in on the night that it's all, hey, I'm John Kasich and I'm so and so and I'm not voting for Trump either. That's the real context of which this was driven into. So and I don't think that was highlighted enough, but I thought it was it was interesting that I, I was taken aback on Thursday night that that was the first time seemingly that any of the quote, local journalists had actually seen that. We're not that much of a high-profile state. When someone from, quote, Michael from Rhode Island, which reminded me in the movie um, Something About Mary, when Ben Stiller finally tracks down Carmen Diaz and uh, said, hey, it's Ted from Rhode Island. I mean, it just gave off that it's such a small state. That's the only thing you had to say. Ted from Rhode Island, it's Michael from Rhode Island. Some people think that like Rhode Island really is like Block Island. But Justin, I, I still don't think they they captured it in the context like of which that he was basically being used as a propaganda tool by the DNC and the Biden campaign. Right. And I I think the, you you raised an interesting point with the, um, the idea that all the local news media suddenly were trying to hunt this guy down what two days after he had first appeared, three uh, three days. I mean, you start to, I mean, we we talk frequently about how Governor Raimondo has all these PR people working to, to generate the national news media. And I, that could be an indication that what was happening was whoever in the, in the, at the Democrat National Convention who's in charge of PR and constructing the narrative said, you know what, we're really not getting a whole lot of play in Rhode Island with this Michael guy. So let me send out some notes to the local reporters like, hey, did you find this guy yet? That certainly feels like it could have been the case where they all got that same correspondence from the DNC saying you're you you haven't said anything about this yet so I just thought I'd nudge you and I so I wonder if that was what what happened there folks uh coming up again our segment is politics this week with Justin Katz managing editor oceanstatecurrent.com it's all ahead right here on the John DePietro show if it's time for a new roof call R&R Roofing today at 401 401- 823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting, maybe it's time, repair that roof. Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure, whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call R&R Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401 823 1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call R&R Roofing today. Call for a free free estimate. All work is guaranteed. 401-823-1330. Fully insured. And on top of that, Angie's List, award winner, over five years in a row. Now, I've met with Richard. Folks, he cares. He cares attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. And all work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R&R Roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof. At least call, at least call R&R Roofing 
and get a free estimate, 401-823-1330, 401-823-1330 for r r Roofing. You can also check out their website. It's r&rroofingri.com. Call them, 823-1330. It's r r Roofing. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing? Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401 401- Four three one twenty three hundred. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays we start at eleven, we go until two. It's AM thirteen eighty. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence. I want you to try the ninety nine point nine FM. Ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it depetro.com, D E P E T R O dot com. Right on the top on the left hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that, on the dashboard, at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show.